computer. Hey, everybody in chat and uh, that joined the live. Thanks for your support. Word. Hello, hello. Okay. Oh, yeah, here we go. It's recording. Cool. Sweet. Sweet. Okay. Good to be here. So I'm happy to have you, ladies. I know that you know the format. I'm just going to do an intro, and then I will um, have you guys introduce yourselves. So salutations and shit, guys. Welcome to another episode of Travel and Shit, your new favorite travel podcast. We have more of a conversation on the experience as opposed to the destination. I'm your host, Carrie, and this is my co-host, Binksy. Yay, Binksy the Pup. Uh, this is the quietest that she's going to be, so if you're watching... Um, Feel free to just enjoy her cuteness because otherwise she would be making herself known anyway. Um, let's see. I don't think that there are any announcements of the sort. Oh, I don't know. I think it might be available on an IGTV. But last week I had a really great convo with um, Forgotten Magic on Instagram. And... Um, C is a good friend of mine, and we had a really nice time doing a bit of insightful corona introspection uh, conversation. So head over to Forgotten Magic on Instagram and check that out. Show her some love. Love, love. You can show her love, too. Uh, show her some love over there. And uh, without further delay, we jumping into this week's episode. So... I have two beautiful guests with me, and I first would like to start off by saying thank you to the both of you. Um, I appreciate y'all, you know, with all the support and the uh, digital backpacks, high fives, and all the love and support you guys have shown me throughout doing the podcast. So I figured this would be a perfect opportunity to actually connect with some of my listeners. So I have invited two of my listeners to join me on an episode of the podcast because there's a lot to be uh, taken in from a conversation with more than myself, as opposed to, um, well, there's more to be gained from speaking with other people. So let's start with uh, the way my screen is set up. So Tiffany, oh. if you could introduce yourself. Well, hi, everybody. Um, my name is Tiffany Evans. I live in Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, I am by trade work in project management in the software IT world. And um, I am a travel enthusiast um, and I love it. Been doing it for a long time for various reasons. And um, I love listening to podcasts and I'm honored to be on the show today. Thanks for being here too. And for my second guest, Ms. Brittany, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hey, hey, um, I'm Brittany from Sacramento, California. Um, I love traveling. It's a problem with my husband. He's like, we need to save money. And I'm like, do we though? Can't we just get a van and like live out of the van? But no, um, I love solo traveling as well as traveling with other people. Um, and I'm really excited to be on the show talking to my favorite travel podcaster. Yeah. <laughs> I feel good to hear somebody say it. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. So thank you. All right, so this episode, I kind of wanted to have a really fun conversation because these are things that I often think like on my own, but it's it would have been really difficult to have 
this as a topic on the show without having someone to actually have some kind of banter with. So travel and fantasy or fantasy travel. Um, for me, this can represent a lot of different things, whether it be real fantasy, if you will, like fantasy that exists and then fantasy that doesn't exist. And by fantasy that exists, I mean stuff like having um, hotels that have themes. Like if you go to Disney World and you've got your Cinderella themed room, or if you go to Tokyo and you've got like an anime character themed uh, room and all that jazz, versus um, stuff like time travel. If you were going to travel in time, like what would you visit in the past versus what would you visit in the future? Uh, would you want to, and then also, I was thinking about it and it's, again, as uh, Fran, hey Fran, hey. Hi Fran. Would say, uh, I guess the collective has it on their mind, um, alternate realities and alternate universes and different dimensional planes and all that like interstellar shit. One of my favorite movies, by the way, for the particular reason that it showcases a really incredible father-daughter bond, because I'm a daddy's girl, old best friend. And mm -hmm. so that's like one of the favorite dynamics that I love being uh, portrayed in movies anyway. The whole point of it is like um, alternate realities and shit like that. So fantasy across the board. Um, let's start with if... What did I have? In your life, would you travel? When in your life would you travel back to? So for me personally, I think that I would go back to college only because I had full autonomy versus high school was fun. I was under the impression that we all loved each other. I went to all girls Catholic high school. Me too. <laughs> for some reason i thought we all loved each other i thought we were all friends i was missing geniality hey friend over here hey friend <laughs> over here oh what's up y'all and it didn't occur to me uh, and i didn't understand why some of the girls were like fighting over boys and stuff like that i'm like we don't even live in the same neighborhoods how do i fucking the same <laughs> like i don't know but digress i didn't learn until after the fact that there were all these underlying levels of I don't like her and she never liked me. And so I'm like, okay, now that I'm aware of those things, I can kind of navigate around them without being, I guess, uh, shady or snotty or being aloof to the fact that people are being shady and snotty to others. And I had a car in college. I had my own space in college. I had my own money in college. So it was just like, I can live freely and do whatever the fuck I wanted to do without having to check it. I mean, my dad would always call me like, call your mother, please. Call your mother, please. Let your mother know you're right. Okay, cool. <laughs> I had to check in. So I loved college. I would definitely go back to college. What about you guys? Oh, that is so tough. Um, I'm going to go back to being young. Like, um, it was, we were a family of five. So we, it was my mom and my dad and my two younger sisters and myself. And so our trips were family road trips. We didn't get on an airplane. You know, my parents were blue collar workers. My dad worked for the city. Um, my mom worked for Ford. So we had, you know, we were okay and comfortable and we could travel, um, but we always had to do it by car. And so my dad had that 1980s bubble window van with the TVs and the, <laughs> you know, so our family travel was, you know, it was bomb. So I would go back to then because it was just a sense that we had our own room. So we had our own independence. Nice. You know, because our parents were like, 
you know, we're here to have a good time too. So no matter where we went, we had our own time, a, a lot of our own time. So that's where we kind of gained that travel independence. Okay. So I would go back to them because I mean, the trips that we took, we drove to well, Chicago was like probably our, our favorite location because we spent a lot of time there because my dad's side of the family was there. But we did trips to Canada. We went to Orlando. I mean, some of my best memories is fighting over who's going to sit in what seat, watching my parents <laughs> argue in the car. To this day, I don't, when people, I take road trips, I don't sleep in the car because my dad almost killed us um, in Orlando oh, no. coming back from SeaWorld. Yeah. Um, so my, some of my favorite trips have been with my entire family and just laughing at my parents arguing, you know, going to Tennessee mountains, whatever we did. Um, those were the most nostalgic um, travel memories. So I'll go back there. If my little future family, that kind of experience, that would be cool. Go ahead, um, Britt, what would you say yours would be? Um, well, mine is not as exciting in the travel world, but um, I'm an identical twin. Um, cool! Yeah, yeah. and so uh, right now we're 27, um, and I think I would go back to when we were kids, like little, like... I don't know, seven, eight, because we were just really, not mischievous, not mischievous, but really, really close and did all of this random, we had our little random adventures um, before I had my brother, um, and I, I think I would go back to that. Now we're kind of close, like we're really close, but she has um, a kid, she has her own family, I'm married, so there's a bit of a distance, um, lifestyle-wise. Uh, but yeah, I would probably go back to then, just being a crazy little kid. <laughs> okay, so would you travel back in time, like in terms of history, like to a historical era or space? That one's really hard, like because of the history, history for um, African American people. I'm like, hmm. I, I can't put that aside, uh, so I don't, I don't really know. I'm curious to hear your guys' answer. Maybe I'll have a better answer. Okay, go ahead, Tiff. I know oh, well, okay. Yeah, you know I'm dying. I'm dying. Okay. <laughs> because I've literally been dreaming about this. I actually happened with the aspect of not being in the same time period. I made my fantasy travel um, back in time a reality in July of 2019. Um, and everyone who knows me, knows what my answer is, and that's Cuba, um, 1940s, 50s. Okay. Um, and the reason why is because I am, everything vintage, everything about the 1940s and 50s, as far as culture, music, like the Afro-Latino culture, the Afro-Cuban culture in, in Cuba, and then there's that mix of the what was happening in Harlem with the Harlem Renaissance. Okay. Those two cultures kind of combined um, in the 1940s in Cuba. So, I mean, you've got Dizzy Gillespie who's doing um, jazz songs and, and that sound, that Cuban, that Afro-Cuban culture sound is, is permeating all through jazz. So I just picture myself in a, you know, smoky, you know, some hot, some, you know, little hole in the wall, um, salsa club, <laughs> and there's jazz and it's like, you know, what I'm used to hearing, you know, I'm thinking like, you know, Billy Holiday um, playing in a jazz club in in, um, in in Havana, and it you know I've got my red lip and my hair up and my dancing <laughs> shoes on and you know drinking dark rum and smoking cigars and and dancing all night. So 
Um, if I could go back, um, I would love to experience the beauty and culture of Cuba at that time um, and kind of combine what I love so much about um, the Harlem Renaissance and what I love about Harlem and the jazz and the art and the, and the literature that came out of that and combining those two together. Um, and it actually happened. So being able to do that and experience that at that time would have been would have been crazy, would have been crazy. Yeah, definitely something I've dreamed about for a very long time. All right, come through sophisticated answers. <laughs> <laughs> I would probably say, okay, so somewhat two-part answer, but a little bit of introspection because I spent a lot of time in my head. So I would probably go with Harlem Renaissance for the aspect of, again, the clothes. I enjoy the idea of your casual wear, if you will, still being your good clothes versus casual now is I'm in a pair of leggings and a t-shirt. So I would definitely love if just the aesthetics were just more sophisticated and natural, but then also in the sense of just the amount of creativity that was just permeating through everything. It, you were just yes. grounded by it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like that just being the collective awareness of Black people in general, and of course, I would have to be in Harlem for it, but mm -hmm. I would love to just have that be the general tone, Jesus, thanks, the general tone of the uh, community. And I feel like that makes it so much easier for you to tap into your own um, creative abilities when you are surrounded. That's why a lot of people do well when they go to writing classes. Or, okay, I need you to kind of really turn it down, please. I, I love you so much, but the, please. <laughs> um, I think that it, that's why people go to uh, writing collectives where you're surrounded by other people writing and you have prompts together and all that kind of jazz. Um, so for me, I think that as a creative, being in that type of space would ultimately, um, I feel like I could, I would be like a next level creative. Like, I feel like I'm comfortable where I am now, but if I just had the ability to be a part of such a new era of creativity, and I mean, low key, we kind of are, because now this is like, a, we're being forced to be a level of creative in um, this new digital culture that we have, especially being that now we're stuck in the house you've got to find a creative way to connect to your audience and to be able to, um, you know, express yourself and get your message across in ways that you may not have been able to do had you had the um, availability of your community in, you know, a tangible space. But I also think that I would low key, not high key, but Low-key enjoyed the 60s in the sense, not necessarily of the civil rights era of it, but just more of the free love, the hippie kind of just, all right, you know, no biggie, just, because I feel like, I don't know that, all right, so let me rephrase, let me reframe it this way. Have you ever been to uh, Costa Rica, either of you? No, it's on my list. Okay, so one thing that I found when I was like looking into going to Costa Rica is they kept emphasizing 
that it's very laid back and it's very kind of don't expect if you're from like a major city, don't expect a major city flow. They're kind of, I forgot what, Pura Vida is um, their, I guess, local slogan, if you will. And it's just like a really easy going, you know, we'll get to it when we get to it kind of thing. I didn't really get that experience while I was there. I, you know, anything that I had scheduled, they were there to pick me up on time. I got into doing what I wanted to do and I had a great experience there, but, I associate that kind of easygoing, just more, you know, flow with however the spirit moves you. Like, you know, it is what it is. For me, that's how I visioned the 60s. And in terms of the introspection, I would love to see firsthand what and feel authentically um, what that just collective black love just like yo, we are the people the power to the people and i would love to experience that however the way that i see i am not exactly as active in many social causes as i would like to think that i am i know that i probably wouldn't be um i wouldn't make a great panther in terms of <laughs> <laughs> I'll be in your in your food kitchen like I'll go feed the kids or I will help with uh, whatever programs you have on like a smaller local level I couldn't I know firsthand because I know that me now isn't gonna I'm not going to marches I'm not going to you know rallies and stuff so I'm pretty sure me then wouldn't necessarily be in rallies and marches. So I can't sit here and pretend that I would be a different version. I wouldn't be myself, even though it was in the past with them, would we? Ah, Cause you have a whole different- You have a different mentality. And then also like, you have a whole different scope of life experiences to pull from. So I don't know, maybe I would be out there fighting this. <laughs> but I think that knowing who I am and of myself now in this case, I don't think that I would be like a frontliner. I'm more of your nurturer. I'm in the back. Like, all right, so whose kid needs what? All right, well, I can drop it off. Or, you know what I mean? All right, well, I'll show up and do this for the community or whatever. But I, yeah, I don't think I would be like, <laughs> I wouldn't be out marching and as, um, you know, popping as I would like to think that I would be. Britt, you have anything else you wanted to add? I don't. Your answers are so, like you said, sophisticated and deep. And I'm like, oh, I'm not, I'm not that deep right now. I don't have it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> don't be sorry. There's no such thing as a wrong answer. Um, so then my next question would be, in terms of like, do you believe in like alternate realities? Like, do you think that there are parallel universes and that there are other versions of yourself like maybe existing simultaneously like what are your thoughts on deja vu uh, what are your thoughts on like doppelgangers and shit like that uh, so for me i'm religious i'm spiritual i don't want to say religious because you know that has a whole different connotation but sure i'm very spiritual so for me um um when i have deja vu Mm -hmm. um, for me, it's I, I consider it like an God's echo. It's something that an experience or something that he told me once that I, you know, I didn't get. So he felt he had to re duplicate the exact same 
um, experience or circumstance um, in order for me to catch it like, oh yeah, this feels really familiar and I kind of already know what's going to happen. Um, so I, I, I'm, I'm coming from that, that perspective. Um, and doppelganger, you know, people always tell you that somebody looks like you out there. I, I can't even tell you, you know, a different, you know, especially when you are a person who works out. So you like, you, you gain weight, you lose weight, you stop working out, you start working out again. And at every stage, I swear, I have somebody who tells me I look like somebody else. When I'm my, when I was my heaviest, everyone told me, uh, certain kind of people told me, <laughs> I don't want to use my typical term. But they're like, you know you who you look like? You look like Jennifer Hudson, which I hated because it was always when she was big Jennifer Hudson. Okay. Like, I don't, so, you know. Yeah. I'm yeah, exactly. And I don't. No, no. I don't look like her in, in any way. But, you know, I get that from a lot of different kind of, you know. You people. know who I'm thinking of when I see you? Okay. Be cute. Yes. That, that bothers me when it's somebody <laughs> that ain't cute neither. Like, I'd be like, really? <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think of what his name is. Don't know where her name is, but I know there's like one degree of separation between she and I. I think she's actually like one of my extended family members, like sister-in-law or some shit like that. She was, oh, she's like the Sididi auntie. Um, I feel like she was one of the mothers. She was Essence Atkins' mom in one-on-one. Somebody knows. Mm. Somebody is. Um, somebody on the 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 lives gotta know who she is. Um, sorry about the echo, guys, but we're also recording um, a podcast, a podcast, a podcast <laughs> episode. Pardon these eyebrows, since I'm all in your shit right now. <laughs> but um, somebody has to know what her name is. Um, I don't even know how to stop the echo. Like I don't know how to do it off my we're phone. We're not going to be able to really pull it off, only because the we're going to have the delay, and as long as the like your somebody, because it's all these different windows. Yeah, I mean three. It's we're gonna probably hear each other after. Um, what is her name? Okay, I gotta Google it. But that's who <laughs> I see when I look at you. Um, one on. Let me just start with Essence Atkins. I know that I've, I've heard a lot of different things of who I look like. I remember when I was young, and I can. I'm not gonna show you now, <laughs> but there was a picture of me when I was young. Um, that they said I looked like Ronnie Bell from New Edition. Yeah. Okay. So I heard a lot. Of, that was when I was really young, like really, really young, like maybe ten or twelve. Um, but no, I I look like my sisters. I look like my my dad, and I look like my mom. So and my sisters happen to be twins as well. So oh um, wow. Yeah, and they're a year younger than me, so we were always dressed like triplets. So if I look like anybody, it's them because my right. mother kind of mm-hmm. that scenario <laughs> on us so I don't do, I don't know if I have a doppelganger or anything like that I don't know if there's anyone else if I if there is I haven't met them okay so the uh, I think it's first of all it wasn't one-on-one it's half and half and is this her now you got Valerie Pettiford who Valerie Pettiford she played Dee Dee's mom on half and half so it was Dee Dee Thorne and then there was Mona Thorne and then there was Spencer he was so funny looking I guess he was cute then but now that we know better what's, it, what's her name her name is Valerie Pettiford and she played Big Dee Dee Thorne 
from um, half and half. Somebody, um, somebody, y'all. I'm looking her up. But that's who. <laughs> like some of the mannerisms, and then in terms of the character, I actually, I actually love her. That's who I think of when, like, if I'm thinking of a celebrity lookalike, she's the first person that came. I'll, I'll take it because she, mm-hmm. she plays the bougie, the bougie. Um. Right, she's the bougie <laughs> and everything, and I'm like, okay. I got a little bit, a little bit of bougie and just a little bit of bougie. I'm right. such a tomboy, but yeah, I got a little bit of bougie. Yeah, like I don't mind cleaning up, but I'd rather honestly show up in a sweatsuit. Mm. Just because I'd, I'd be comfortable and I would prefer there be wings and beer. My, um, I went to an event and it was a sneaker ball and that was like my favorite thing in the whole world because I got to be a girl up top and then wear my Jordans at the bottom and that was like perfect. I don't really do sneakers. I do sneakers, but you like, do chucks, don't you? Yeah, but who who wears a pair of chucks to a sneaker ball though? You know what I mean? <laughs> but like some, I feel like I would be being disrespectful. I would be like, I feel like that's kind of like you're just tagging along to kind of mm-hmm. you're a voyeur. You're not really there because you believe. You know what I mean? Like I would yeah. just really. I feel that. The I wear sneakers all the time though. I'm. Uh, even to, well, no, not social stuff, but if I could, same thing, jeans, sneaker, tennis shoes, anything. As that comfortable option, when I yep. Yep. a pair of flats, it's a pair of chucks. And if I'm walking someplace, like since I'm in the city, it's, a lot of times you hop on the train or you just want to run into whatever the location is, like after mm-hmm. the fact, like if I notice what the tone is, I'm not changing out for chucks. I'm going to just leave my heels in the bag and just pretend yeah. they weren't there and just be like, oh, well, ain't nobody going to say nothing. I'm like, I can't <laughs> it didn't say no sneakers on the invite, so we're good. So what about you? What would um, your thoughts on alternate realities and um, parallel universes and deja vu and the such be? So it's so funny because anything that kind of has to do with um, alternate realities or anything like that, it kind of scares me. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't want to think that, man, if I do something in this reality, then I just mess something up. You know how they, um, they often say like, if you travel back in time, don't touch anything because it's going to ruin all. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So that's, that's kind of what I think of when um, I hear, like, I feel deja vu or I hear about alternate realities, that movie, 100%. It's kind of creepy. Um, I don't know if I personally believe in it, but the whole deja vu thing, um, I like Tiffany's answer a lot because I'm also religious. Uh, so, yeah, I think God would definitely be telling me, like, mm, you didn't get it right the first time you really gotta go back and do that again and I wish that I could do it again but it's just like hey real quick um so yeah that would be my answer I don't know if I have a a concrete um I guess theory on deja vu only because I experience it often enough often Mm -hmm. enough and I actually just had um, I want to say deja vu. I can remember two specific times that it happened recently, like within the past two, three weeks. 
in the most recent time, I was literally in the middle of a conversation that I feel like I had with a friend. I'm like, oh, we had the same conversation. Like we were texting it and everything. It wasn't like, oh, did we talk about this? And now I'm texting it to you. No, I was in the middle. It was, this happened. That's insane. Like, so then I'm thinking like, was it a dream? And now I'm seeing, because I don't generally remember my dreams. It's very rare that I remember dreams. And if I remember a dream, like I remember part of the dream I had last night. I remember that it was some wild shit. And there was a couple of coworkers that were like drunk. And it was like, what? But it was scandalous. It was like a whole big scandal. So I remember that aspect of the dream. However, I think that, if I were to put a label, if you will, on um, deja vu, it would be that I'm doing what I dreamt or something mm. I dreamt is actually happening happening um, in my, I don't want to say tangible life, but yeah, in my tangible life. Like it would be- In your reality. Yes, thank you. That- mm. um, something that I dreamt is actually happening in regular life. So I think that, That's so creepy. yeah, <laughs> but I can enjoy all things creepy because I'm one of those people that loves all the supernatural and occult shows and movies. Yeah. If you have a cop and a lawyer. I'm on board more. So if there's like, they're using like a psychic or something or mm-hmm. someone that's got some kind of gift to solve the crime with the shits. But I think so you liked the paranormal activity and stuff like that. What is that one movie? Not Hereditary. Um, oh my gosh, the little boy. There's Insidious. The other movies where I okay. So let's talk about it. About that. <laughs> I, I do scary movies? Mm-hmm. I can watch any scary movie with my mom. I don't know what it is. If it's just like being tied back into being a kid. Well, my mom is here. What's she gonna be afraid of? So I can sit through any scary horror or anything with my mom. And she loves scary movies. So whenever Mm -hmm. we hang out, like if I'm over at my parents' house and we're watching movies and TVs and stuff, 80%, maybe a strong 75, we're going to watch something scary. But when I'm home, I'm so scary. Like I'm very (laughs) reluctant to watch something scary alone only because my mind really just goes into overdrive and I can think of a million different reasons of how this could actually happen. Yeah. Especially if it's something that is um, supernatural, if you will. I'm more inclined to believe of something um, ghost or spirit related actually happening versus somebody rushing through this door to try to get me. Like I would, in my yeah. house, I'm more re- ready to fight some shit like that. Oh bitch, this is my house. Like I, <laughs> like in my head, we fighting, but if it's a ghost, we're negotiating. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh, what you need? What can I do to help you? How can exactly. you work for the both of us? So, like, I remember watching. I think Insidious. Insidious. That's the one with um, Ethan Hawke, right? And he's watching the videos or something like that. And it's the how. I feel like I just watched it. That I enjoyed, <laughs> but it's not. I feel like that's more horror. I like yeah. stuff um, like uh, The Gift. Um, uh, what else? I'm trying to think of another movie where you have 
shit. Like I'm thinking of like the nineties and the early two thousands. I feel like we're really mm-hmm. look, think of Gothica or Gattaca. Okay. Like, yeah. Like with Holly Berry and yeah. me and my mom went that one. At, at the movies. We were scared. My God. Like we were scared. When I tell you we were very like so for the car are we running or not <laughs> i ended up getting a ticket but part was like grab it get in the car i'll pay it let's go and i was like oh, oh. oh big scared cool not a problem so that kind of stuff that's what i that's what i enjoy but like mm-hmm. not at the moment what was the movie that i tried to watch um hush that took me like five different attempts to finish yeah no same so 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 well done so i can get into it but it takes a little bit extra for me to do it by myself but i, I feel think like deja vu is definitely um yeah i think it's part of like my dreams and i'm actually seeing it in my reality and in terms of alternate realities on board i think they exist um in term, now i wouldn't necessarily be scared to change something I would be, if I did go back in time, I would have in my mind, like, I don't want to fuck this up completely. But at the same time, it's kind of like, well, I got here. So there's got to be a reason why I'm here. And if I act too scary and don't do anything, like I'm Mm. waiting for the opportunity to be here. But at the same time, it's like, you want to just, because then there's that always the, um, the aspect of, do you meet yourself in that reality? You know what I mean? Time, do I meet? 12 days ago me do I mean like six years ago me would I know that I'm looking like would 12 year old me know this is 34 year old me you know what I mean so like would I recognize myself and knowing who I am how much off track would meeting older me set younger me off you know what I mean like I wonder because yeah. I feel like I've been kind of with the shits forever I think I don't think that it became like a new kind of idea or theory for me. So in a sense, I kind of feel like even if I were to um, meet me, that it wouldn't throw things off too much. But then the aspect of like changing things like butterfly, like you think you're tweaking one thing for one person or one thing for that person and then you just fuck everything up. So definitely wouldn't want to do too much but at the same time i wouldn't want to not accomplish however whatever the task at hand was for me to actually being there in the first place so it's like that catch-22 like you want to do what you're supposed to do but you don't want to you know step into the realm of now you fucked it up and yeah world is a shit show that can't be fixed and there's really no world to go back to would you go to the future Oh. Yes. No. Mm-hmm. I would. No. Why wouldn't you? I mean, no. You said yes. Why would you? I said yes. She uh-huh. said. Why would, why would I? Um, I don't know. I want to see how uh, how much technology has advanced and just kind of see. I don't. I don't know if that would go into the the realm of okay I get to see my kids mm-hmm. how they completely you know how their grandparents or something um I think that would go back to the deja vu thing and the time travel thing where um would I want to meet them but 
um, going away from family-wise, I would definitely want to see uh, how culture has changed and music has changed and art has changed. What is the um, new standard of art and how much of YouTube has taken over <laughs> and, you know, all of that. And is there still, like, stuff from when I was a kid type of thing, like physical books and physical items. Just kind of want to see how the world is how we progressed okay tip i'm with you i am not with the shits what's your reason <laughs> my reason is very again it's like grounded in spirituality so for me i was always the person who wanted to rush to everything i was the can't wait can't wait to go on my next trip can't wait to get to the airport can't wait to get you know can't wait to get there can't wait to get back Mm -hmm. um, you know, rushing through everything to get to um, the next thing that I was ready to, that I couldn't wait for. Um, and honestly, I don't want to go into the future because I want to enjoy the now. Because what I need for the future, I'm getting now. And if I'm rushing through that, then I'm not prepared for my future. Okay. So I, I'm a person who's just like, nope, I want to enjoy it. I want to, I want to take all the lumps and bumps. And I want to, you know, I want to be in the valley and I want to be on the mountaintops. I want to learn whatever it is I need to learn. Especially when you talk about how technology is going to change in the next, I mean, I work in that field. So <laughs> I need to be there when this stuff is start developing or I don't want to be Teddy Riley and, and, and Babyface trying to do, you know, you know, asking the kids, how do I do this? Right. When I really want to yeah. communicate and talk to people. This might be the future of, of communication <laughs> is talking to people um, through video so I need to be prepared for whatever it is because I'm not trying to be the little old lady who don't know how to use her phone her buttons on her phone as big as her hand like I don't want that to be me like I want to be wherever I need to be right now is where I want to be and, and observe and soak it all in and then yeah. that'll prepare me for whatever the future is because honestly I don't know what the future is what if I fast forward to the future and there's a damn grave there like no I need to live right now be in this moment and <coughs> The future will get here. It will be here when it's ready to be here. It is pouring out here and things are eight thunder and lightning. Cool, me. I know. It's just a lot of noise. I'm right here and I've got you, homie. So, quite um, two parts. I, it, like, there's a way of looking at it so that if you consider, now it's technically unofficially the future, right? So if you want to consider like time travel, I mean, if you can kind of life hack yourself into somehow thinking you are in the future, excuse me, but technically it is. Yesterday, this was the future. Yesterday, this conversation hadn't happened. And alas, we're here now. And so bless you, this is our future. So you kind of, like we kind of do have the opportunity to be present in the future or to travel to the future if you just kind of let it happen. Additionally, me personally, I don't necessarily, this is, so if I'm able to go to the future, my <laughs> issue is if I come back. So if I come back, I don't want to live in a present where I know what happens in my future. Yeah, me, I feel that. that's what makes me uncomfortable because then I'm like, so what? Is, what? 
what are the series of decisions that got mm-hmm. me to that place? And am I doing, cause like, what if I like it? What if my future is perfect? What if me and my chocolate ass man, six, had <laughs> twins and then like another kid so that I could get the three kids in before like yeah. five, give or take. <laughs> and then like we had this bomb house in a couple of different countries. You know what I mean? I was a digital nomad. I had speaking engagements here and there. And I could travel my kids. I had my, not technically a nanny, but I had someone that would homeschool my kids wherever we went kind of thing. Binksy mm-hmm. was still alive because she's got some kind of like don't die gene or something. I don't know. I swear this bitch really does have nine lives. She done been through some shit. Oh, my uncle's here. Um, she's lived through so much so i feel like if we can figure out what's gotten her this far but god uh we might get her another 12 years but all that being said i wouldn't i would be so afraid of doing something that changes that from happening that i think that i would um not act in some ways so that i didn't mess it up but then at the same time it's kind of like well what if i like then I don't know if I would, wouldn't do the opposite and then just yes everything or do as much as possible to try to make that happen. And then in my mind, I just would be so wrapped up in making sure that I did the right and avoided the wrong to make what I wanted happen. And then like, what if I didn't like the future? I feel like I would be so consumed in trying to live in a way that were so different so that I could manifest whatever you know so i could avoid whatever future like i didn't want so i don't need to necessarily know what the future is especially if i'm coming back to live in the space that i'm in now because i know me and i know that i'd fuck it up somehow (laughs) you wouldn't travel to the future for like just an one experience like there's one event or one thing that you know like man like yeah i would travel to the future just for that one event one yeah yeah i do i don't want to travel just for for the hell of it i have a specific targeted reason where i would travel you know exactly where you want to go into the future absolutely i wouldn't want to know anything about myself and my future life only because i feel like i would my current space when i came back my current life would be consumed with how do i get there or how do i avoid there one or the other how do i avoid it or how do i get there? and that i would be the same a hundred percent i didn't think of coming back if i were going to come back just like you said same thing i'd be like okay if i do hey. this then i'll get there but if i don't do this then it won't be a thing and you know not successful in that way if i do that same thing same thing couldn't do it i, just, I know that. it would change my current life so much now if i stay yeah. in the future would i want to go to the future if i stay in the future no because i don't think that i'm that unhappy with my now that yeah. i would want to be in the future and in the past I would only want to go to the past if I could still hold on to what I know now. Because otherwise, what would the point be? Like, you go back to the future and you're just you then. Like, if you don't have any extra knowledge, what are you going to do different? You're going to still end up, 
I would assume, in the same space that I got to Back in the Future. So I feel like it'd be very cyclical. Like, I would still get to that same day and then, fuck it, all right, let's go back to 12-year-old me. Go back to 12. And then, you know what I mean? Like, what's changing? So unless I knew what the differences would be or, like, what would change or how yeah. I would be able to use that information, it's kind of like, like, if I were to go back and I weren't allowed to change something or I had one, ooh, damn. So if you could, without detail, if you could go back to one time in your life and mm. change one thing, mm. I know my answer. Mm. Who wants to go first? <laughs> go ahead, Tiff. I don't. I want to go last. Okay. Yeah. You go. Um, I would say, ooh, and change it. You said you go back and change one thing in your life. You don't have to say what it would be, but would you do it? You could change one thing. No. Mm -mm. Why not? Because I wouldn't be who I am right now. You know what I mean? I wouldn't live and uh, learn the lesson that I learned from that event. Even if it was traumatic or even if it was embarrassing, at least now I know how to handle the situation. Whereas if I wasn't in that situation, then I wouldn't be able to, I may not react great or <laughs> appropriately knowing me. So I would say no. Okay. So I will say yes. <laughs> I have one thing in my life that I would absolutely, absolutely without question go back and change. Um, and I will say that I would change it because similar to what you were saying, how, um, you know, you wouldn't be who you are today. I think that I would probably be 80% of who I still am for the most part. Mm -hmm. But it ain't like I learned my lesson from the one thing that <laughs> I would go back and change anyway. So I figure why not change it? And yeah, I have one thing that I would absolutely change. I would okay. definitely go back and alter that decision in my life. I would definitely. Wait, so you're not going to tell, we don't have to tell what it is because that makes it a whole lot easier. <laughs> oh, I would absolutely, there is one person in my life I would absolutely go back to and say, oh, girl, no. Trust me. <laughs> Here's why. And, but that's the catch though. If I could go back and tell myself why that would be a bad choice. Because then if you can't bring with you the knowledge that you have to change, right. then you're not going to make any, you're not going to change anything. And right. somehow or another, you might end up having the same thing happen to you. Like if you, for example, um, were in a really bad car accident and you got hurt even more because you didn't have your seatbelt on. If you can't go back and tell yourself, hey girl, wear your seatbelt because this is going to happen, at some point you're gonna find another reason not to wear your seatbelt. Or if I like if I couldn't go back and tell myself why I shouldn't have fucked with that nigga, then <laughs> you know what I mean? I would just find somebody else that were had similar characteristic traits or you know what I mean? Like somehow the universe would place it on my doorstep. 
Oh, well, look, you know what? Damn, if I'm going to say that, if the universe is going to place, you know, damn it, maybe it don't fucking matter. <laughs> I don't know. So hard question. Huh? It's a hard question. It is. Because you, like I mean, you have to be transparent because, you know, that's regret. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. It's regret, and that's not a comfortable place to be. Sure, right? um, is there one thing I can change that I would change? Yes, there is one thing I would change. Um, uh, everything else I'd leave the hell alone. Um, but this, there is one thing that I would change. And now um, that, wait, go ahead. And the reason why is because um, I think if, if that one thing has rippled um, as far as waves in other in other areas of my life, um, and if I could change that one thing, I think it would just give me calmer waters in some of the other areas of my life. It's just an echo that I constantly hear that, you know, dang, I wish I wish I did that then. Right. Everybody, you can do it now. Yes, I can do it now. But if <laughs> I had done that then, if there was one thing I could have changed, that would have been that one thing then. Okay. So. And then my, and the fucked up thing about changing something is that seeing as though we still can't necessarily see into the future, who's to say that changing that one thing is even going to make anything better? What if the one thing that we perceive as a negative because we would change it was actually greater of two evils? You know what I mean? Like, it again honestly could have been but we don't see it as that because our lives went in the more um uh what's the word I'm looking for more desired route if you will out of like the options that it could have been so like if you know maybe the one dude that I never would have dated what if not <laughs> dating him I ended up dating somebody else and he was even worse than that nigga yeah, that's true. It's like, damn, I would have been better off with him. You know what I mean? Like, I would have been better off with the shit show of a life that transpired after him <laughs> after being with someone else. So it's, it's like one of those things that, like, oh, damn. Damned if you do, damned if you don't. So it's like, yeah. would I still change that? Absolutely would. I think I might <laughs> But that's if I were able to go back and tell myself, this is why you're not doing this, okay? Take this little handbag. But that's the, I mean, when it comes to dating and changing things, I mean, I've dated non-bums and I've dated some bums. But I wouldn't change any of the bums I dated because they taught me or showed me exactly what I didn't like. So no. when I am out there, I'd be like, nope, 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 nope. I'm not, mm -mm, mm -mm, nope. I, I've seen that before. Mm -mm, nope, I'm not, I'm not doing that. So I don't, I don't, if you're, if you're a bum, thank you. Thank you for being a bum. I appreciate you. <laughs> um, I do not see you as a curse. I see you as a blessing. Thank you for yeah. all the bums because now I know what I want. <laughs> I agree with that a hundred percent, hundred percent because you never really know, and I think for me, growing up, I don't know, I didn't know what good enough, like, I never thought that I was good enough, and putting a lot of, all of that into someone else who is 
not right for you. Right. I wouldn't want to go straight to the person that's right for me. I would want to learn those lessons through mm-hmm. the lames and the bombs and the other words for them. Bomb. <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> Good fucking point. Because, like, they like, to, for example, you watch any rom com or you read any status of a girl that's in finally what she thinks. God willing for her and all the hers out there and hims <laughs> and thems out there that the happy, healthy relationship that they finally get in, then they'll say, thank you to all of the guys that were wrong or to the hims, though, him, hers, and theys that were wrong. So now I can understand and appreciate what I have now. So granted, exactly. I admit that. However, I can see where that one choice, I still didn't learn my lessons. So if I'm still trying to figure shit out, then we could just, you know, like. But, but, but I think I think of it in the case of they, the, dating the bums revealed more about me mm-hmm. than it revealed mm-hmm. about them. So that's why I'm saying if you're a bum, you're a bum, and there's nothing you can change about that. You just, you, you are a bum coming in, you are a bum going out. But it revealed more about me because the, in between I got to learn like, oh, no, you know. That's something about myself that I wanted to modify or change or something that I do like about myself that I want to take on into the next stage. But, you know, I guess it's it's all in how you see it because we have to be able to be, you know, look at ourselves internally and be like, okay, why did I choose that bum in the first damn place? Like, (laughs) what about me attracted that bum? What did I, you know, and it could be a good attribute because, you know, bums sometimes like honey. So, you know. If you're sweet and you know you got all that, so that they're gonna be attracted to it. But you have to know who you are, um, you know. And that's that's how when you're traveling, think about how many times you've attracted um, attention or attracted a conversation or attracted an experience that was unexpected. It's because of what you've learned about who you are and what you're putting out as a result of that. That makes me think of Colombia. When I tell you that was like the trip that manifested. That's my favorite story. That's why I'm going to (laughs) Columbia manifested so many just what I went into that trip saying, I want to work with creatives. I want to create shit while I'm abroad. Like there's no reason why I can't go on vacation and still um, create like this has got to happen. I got to find a way. And left it was like, all right, this person. All right, met that person. All right, met this person. Oh, we create. I did the photo shoot. I ended up doing like the whole video thing with um, with uh, Laura. I met Nan. I met, um, I don't know what Negative Photo's name is, but like I met so many really dope people while I was out there. And I feel like I manifested that because I went into the trip saying this is what I wanted. And I feel like I go into, you know, relationships like I want this to work. This, this will be great. And then... Yeah. You know, that don't always happen. But I definitely agree with all of those different, um, yes, yeah, someone did say Columbia, and what does all those bad relationships help you shape what you've learned? Yes, I agree that they do help you shape what you, were learned, what you have learned. Yeah. However, I will say that um, if you can see that you still haven't necessarily learned the lesson that you may have 
or possibly should have learned in that situation. Like for example, if there are five different partners and this is the partner that you want to get rid of, you still didn't learn your lesson this many times. So it's just like, okay, well, I, I didn't learn it after him anyway. So I might as well cut him out still not learn it. But then my only issue with that is like I said before, it's like, well, what if you replace this evil with somebody that's twice as evil because you make up for, you know, the type of heartache that you ain't get by taking out the one person. So I don't know. I don't think that I would, um, no, I do still think that I would change it. I think I would take that risk, calculated risks in life, but alas, would you guys stay like in a themed hotel, but like an OD themed hotel, not just like decorated to, you know, match a theme. Like, I think that I could go, like I've been to Disney. I went twice. I was seven and then 16. So, and I don't recall having like themed rooms. I feel like that's a thing. They do have like, the, you get like a Cinderella room or I feel yeah. like they yeah. don't have it, like they should do it. But, oh, there goes the live. I'm going to share it to the story. Okay. So we're still recording on the podcast though. Okay. So, For sure. um, I definitely think that I would stay in a themed room, but I don't know that I would necessarily do like a themed character. I think I would do like a theme, like, um, like a clue. Like if I were doing like a murder mystery, I would want to like stay in a room that were somehow um, like hidden clues were in the room or, you know what I mean? Like something to that is, uh, aspect where the space that I was in was tied into the experience. Oh, okay. I don't know that I would necessarily, and I would also, like, I feel like I watched on, like, Vice Channel or on one of those shows where you go to Tokyo and you can stay in a room that's, like, total, like, it's all blue or it's all pink and it's got, like, how do you pronounce it, Harajuku or something like that? Like, it's got, like, those anime themes to it. And yeah. like you're, you know, um, in the middle of that in your room. But I, mm, otherwise, I don't know. Lighting's well, I, there's a couple of theme places like that you can stay that I would 100% submerge myself in. Okay, go. So one, there is a tree house in Costa Rica. See? And it's like, I'm, I, you know, I'm, I like to do different adventures. I, I love to be outdoors. I love to hike. So, you know, I, I'm with you on the whole bug thing. So that would be something I would be thinking about as a bug. But the entire treehouse in Costa Rica, I mean, that, that has to be dope. I mean, you can't, you can't even, you can't even quantify how dope that must be. Because you're like taking in that childhood nostalgia right. um, in the min- middle of this 10 acre property that's like in the middle of a Costa Rican jungle. Like, um, the other one is there's an Airbnb in California that's Barbie's dream house. So that's that, <gasps> that you can actually stay in bar. It's like $10,000 a night or something ridiculous, oh. but you get like a photo shoot with it. Like there's like clothes that come with it or. I got a timer. I don't need a photo shoot. <laughs> but like that would be. Funds weren't an issue. Hell yeah, that'd be cool. I used to put myself in my Barbie house because I was always so small. I used to just curl up and slide into the first floor. Mind you, I couldn't move. I was in a ball, but I'm like, oh, I'm in Barbie <laughs> house. I was that weird kid. But damn, 
I yeah. didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, like there's, well, I mean, because I'm, I'm in the Midwest, so um, themed hotel rooms are, um, uh, when you think of them, they're kind of cheesy. They're, they're kind of what, you know, you know, where everybody kind of goes on their anniversary when they're dating and, you know, um, just the home, the, the, the um, you know, the, the germaphobe in me is just like, you can't touch nothing because everybody's used everything. So it's not really, but a themed hotel that invests in like the, the, the tree house in Costa Rica. And I think there's one in Dubai that's like, you know, I mean, you can't, it's probably five star or six star or seven star or something like, like that. There's like six stars, five stars. Yeah, so that would definitely be a thing. But there's like castles you can stay in. Yeah, um, I think there's one in Scotland. I saw in like mm -hmm. in the Airbnb emails or some shit like that. You know where else I would do? Um, like, um, with the, uh, like to see the Northern Lights, how you stay with like, it's like yes. feeling and stuff like that. Yes. Well, that's like in Iceland, right? Yeah, something like that. Cause I saw them in Norway, but it would be incredible to just be able to lay in the freaking bed with like a fire going on and just oh. look up or look out like an all glass window and see like the Northern Lights and then just, you know, just a beautiful fjord or, you know, a valley of some sort or whatever. That's on my bucket list, actually. They have, like, um, almost, it's, it's like a dome that's completely open on the top. Not open, but you can see. Yeah. The and there's a bunch of them um, in Alaska, I think. But, yeah, that's that's the same thing. I've never seen the Northern Lights, so that's, um, sorry about the, uh, the people out there. But, um, yeah. but yeah, that's that's on my bucket list. I don't know any, oh, I don't know any themed hotels. I don't know why, um, like, Budapest, that, that keeps coming to mind, or even, like, any Harry Potter-themed hotels. Okay. That would be really, really fun. Really fun. I went to Harry Potter, the Harry Potter section of uh, Universal Studios, and I don't know if they really have um, any kind of hotels like that, but if they do... I want to be all up in it. I'm so nerdy for that. Absolutely. That would be cool. Or even if like you were to do some kind of, um, I don't know. So the first thing that comes to mind, of course, is Hunger Games after you say Harry Potter, because I haven't read Harry Potter and I think I've seen <laughs> like the first or second movie. In my mind, I'm going to read the books before I do the movies, because as everyone knows, the books are always better than yeah. the movies. But I read all three Hunger Games so that I could watch the movie after everybody was up in arms about Rue being black. And they were like, bro, she's black in the book. So it is what it is. So all that, I read it. And so I like camping, hiking, and all that shit. So I would absolutely sleep outside. So I feel like if there were some type of, well, there definitely are, like those Airbnb experiences that actually combine your um experience with your accommodations like you can go through um is it oman or something i don't know there's one destination that they had as like the um the one that they used to kind of explain what it was like the example one that they used or whatever where you go and you're staying like you travel up this mountain or some shit like that mm -hmm. and their horses or camels and you stay out in like the desert or you stay in whatever the terrain of the land is. Like you're amongst natural um, 
space and you stay there and it's part of your journey. Like you journey to that destination, stop, eat, stay there, you know, people and want. And I think that that type of like a theme stay, I would absolutely be down to do. Yeah. Don't know if I would necessarily want to do that by myself. I think that if I were to do one of those trips solo, it would have to be something where it was only like one or two nights. Because I feel like that level of disconnection from uh, my friends and family or being able mm-hmm. to have uh, normal access or normal, um, I guess, cell phone activity would make me feel a little more homesick or miss the people that. I would have had on my radar, if you will. Like if I were, you know, in the midst of like a really good group chat or something like that, like certain things just don't stop when you travel, whether or not you've got like the same group of friends that you always talk to when you're abroad, or if you're um, talking to somebody or dating somebody, like for me, at least if I'm talking to somebody different when I'm in this country, like I'm still talk to them when I go on vacation or whatever. So just the ability to have that connectivity to whatever normal is happening at home makes being a solo traveler a little bit easier for me. So I think that I would only necessarily want to be disconnected from people that I know personally for one night or two nights at the most. I don't, I don't know that I would want to go like a whole journey week or something with a bunch of strangers. Like I would want to know someone, even if not like, um, for example, you know how like YouTubers will go on like those sponsored retreats or like those sponsored groups and like, you know, where they're working, but it's like you at least end up going with other YouTubers that you're familiar with or people that you had online relationships with. Like we've all never met in person, but if I'm going to be detached from the rest of my life, I would at least like to have spoken to some of the people that I'll be there with. You know what I mean? So some level of familiarity would make me more comfortable being so much more isolated from, you know, what my normal actually is. And see, I'm the opposite. I'm okay with being isolated from my normal. (laughs) I don't mean like, um, like my whole trip to Cuba, I mean, it was a theme for me um, because the idea of traveling, being there before the whole, you know, because it's eventually, you know, maybe not this president, but the next president is going to open back up again. And so traveling there, you know, they'll have more money coming in and it's going to change what you're able to experience while in Cuba. And so when I went I mean, I did the whole Havana thing. That's what everybody kind of does. But I did Vinales and I did a couple of days in Vinales and kind of made it a whole theme of um, disconnecting um, in the mountains and just, you know, the adventure part, you know, the horseback riding and the zip lining and the, the sightseeing. I didn't do any group tours. The only group tour I did wind up not being a group tour because, you know, kind of things that kind of happen. You know, we get there, there's like 30 people, all Americans. Um, you know, just about all Americans ready to go ride horses. And they split me away from that group and put me with two girls who only spoke French and the guy who only spoke Spanish. Um, <laughs> so it was just the four of us on this, two, on, you know, and they didn't speak English. Um, so it's just me and my camera and I'm just kind of like out there. And I do speak some Spanish and I understand a lot of Spanish. So um, me and the uh, the tour guide, but he was kind of like in his own, you know, world um, out there. And and pretty much that's how it was on all of my excursions in that area were kind of like, I have booked them knowing that I might be the only person there. And I was 100% okay with that. 
Um, and I wasn't able to, you know, the Wi-Fi wasn't great at all. Right. Um, so the most contact I was able to send was, hey, I'm okay. Yes. Um, through Facebook Messenger um, or something like that. But it wasn't, um, you know, we didn't, ha I didn't have cell service or anything like that. And the service didn't last long enough for me to have a conversation. Um, so, and I was okay with that because I knew there was a sense about me that knew one that I know, you know, I kind of carry myself um, when I'm in other countries, like um, no one's going to fuck with me. That's pretty much my mentality. Um, and sometimes I might wear that on my face and I'm working on that. Yeah, I feel you. <laughs> I'm working on that. But it does, I think it keeps, it deters a lot of things from happening. And so yeah. I'm okay because I know that about myself. Um, so I'm okay with being disconnected. Um, but I do have to have, I do keep mindful that even though I'm disconnected and I'm enjoying myself, there might be people, family at home, like, you know, is she alive? Because right. <laughs> we haven't heard from her in you know, 72 hours. <laughs> and I'm living my best life somewhere. <laughs> Drinking that dark rum and that cigar. Dancing with somebody's son. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Cuba was very similar to that for myself also. I hated Havana. I did not enjoy the Havana part of it. I think for me though, not enjoying Havana had a lot to do with, I had a tattoo scheduled and I got all the way, it took me a lot to get to Havana because I was staying like right out. I stayed, I want to say, in like, no, that's Peru. I don't know where I stayed the first couple of nights, but I know that I could walk to a Wi Fi park. So, like, every day when I was going to the beach, I'd stop at the park first, check in, hey, mom, I'm alive, check my messages, update. And I know that I was there for my 30th birthday. And I FaceTimed my mom. I got my happy birthday um, song. And then I want to say on like the third day, I did something wrong. And then I couldn't get online from my phone. So I had the backup phone, but then it wasn't like I couldn't get the, the card to read on the, mm -hmm. the, it just wouldn't work. So for like two days, I couldn't talk to anybody. And I was fine. I was happy. Like I was having a good ass, black ass time. I had an <laughs> incredible experience all the different like excursions that I had booked, I was able to confirm like the day before and say, hey, I'll meet you at this location. And everything ended up working out seamlessly, thankfully, except for one. One I ended up uh, just losing money on just because the effort I would have had to put into trying to con contact somebody with like that limited internet was just more than I wanted to be bothered with. So it was like, keep mine. But I'm seeing with this whole quarantine uh, thing that what's keeping me cool, keeping me grounded is that I can reach out to and because of technology, like I can check yeah. in on my grandmas, I can call my dad and ask if you know my mom needs anything or do you want me to drop this off and that kind of thing. And even though I can't necessarily hug them or see them as often as I would like, I can still be connected to them. And I know that, especially if I were in more of an outdoor, if you will, um, environment that I would want to have. I feel like I would probably make friends with somebody. I tend to really, I, like you were saying before, I love when I'm the only person on my tour. Me too. Those are always the most enjoyable tour. Eh, mm, not, I won't say always. I'll say <laughs> because I've made some really good friends, like the people I met in Cuba. We had so much fun because we were, I was lost as hell trying to find my group. And of course, on the group, 
Half of them didn't speak English. I'm trying to find them. There's no service, so I can't call. So I ended up trying to talk to this one random old lady. She's like, I don't have no minutes. Hurry up. We, I communicated that in Spanish because I'm like, can I just call this number? And they're like, oh, yeah, we're here. Here where? Because here, I'm here. <laughs> Our characters aren't the same, sis. So the tour guides were just so-so. But the people I met on the trip, we still keep in contact. And I had an incredible, incredible time. So that's one of the very few experiences. Maybe one other where I can say I wasn't the only person. It was a relatively larger group. And I still had a good time. Otherwise, I have the most incredible times when it's just me because then i just start vibing with the guy like i vibe with the host and it's just like we have a great fucking time they yeah. answer the questions they take all the pictures that they um you know that they want of you and then it's just like all right well i can refer you to other people with confidence or if you know i go mm -hmm. yeah i can you know refer your services or i'll make sure i include this link or whatever so that Take, take, you know, give them your money because this is somebody that I can say is um, a friend or an associate because mm -hmm. um, of my experiences traveling. Do you guys have any other uh, travel fantasy topics you want to hit on? Man, I think if, if you could do a trip over again, what would you do? Like one trip that you've been on that kind of changed your life and put you into, turned you on to traveling, what would it be? Mm. I know that's hard. There's a lot. I mean, I haven't, I'll, I'll go first. I haven't um, traveled too much, but the biggest trip I ever did was Italy. And I stayed there for three months by myself. Wow. Um, like, yeah. Wow. I was uh, an au pair, so I was living with this family, wow. um, and I taught their kids English and stuff, and it was hard. Um, I resonate with both of you guys and what you were saying. Um, it's awesome being by yourself, but for that long was way too long, way too long. I, was, I spent a lot of time being homesick, okay. um, so I think I cheated myself uh, out of a lot of experiences that I could have had. Um, but also just dealing with the hosts and stuff. Um, I just became more knowledgeable. Um, there was this pod, like one of the episodes that you were talking about um, with you went to, I don't know where, where you were saying that you went, but they uh, kind of tried to scam you and like putting bracelets on you and stuff like that. And, Rome. um yeah 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 same place I went to Rome same thing um and I think I told you that in the podcast but it was it made me a lot more leery and I don't have to be nice to everyone so I think that trip definitely I would do it again differently for sure good insight um, trips that I would do again, so I'll add two parts. So there's one trip that I would do if I could do in the future, because I know we talked about past and present. Ooh. If there was one trip I could do in the future, I love track and field is my favorite sport. I ran it in elementary, junior high, high school, college. And so if, if I could do one trip uh, in the future, that would be to attend the 2021 Summer Olympics. Okay. Um, it's supposed to be yeah. 2020, um, but it's now going to be 2021. So 
I would definitely go to Japan, have a black ass time. Right. And <laughs> watch my favorite sport, my favorite athletes, and eat a whole lot of shit that I've never seen before and have uh -huh. me a good ass time. I could go with people or I could go by myself. It don't matter. I'm just going to be in, I want to be in, in Japan, Tokyo during the Olympics. Mm -hmm. I just know it's going to be crazy. It's, I mean, Tokyo itself is already crazy, but then you add in the aspect of the Olympics will be right, even right. more insane, especially after a world global pandemic. Hello, it's going to be like this come together world type thing. So I would love yeah. to be in that environment. But if I could change one travel experience, it would definitely be the first time I ever got on an airplane. Um, it has traumatized me to the point where I still have flight anxiety. I don't let it stop me. So I'll get on an airplane and go wherever I need to go. Um, um, however, <laughs> there's always this, okay, Lord, you know how I feel about flying. I'm going to need you to give me all your strength. You said that you will always be there with me. Always be beside me. That is me before I get on the airplane. Um, and I, I, you know, I, if I can get to the Sky Club, which most of the time I can, I go to the Sky Club, I make sure I have a drink or two to make sure my, you know, I'm, I'm an even level. But that first time flying, it was a recruit trip with my mom. Um, it, I, I live in Cincinnati, so it was a short flight to Chicago. It was only like 30 minutes. You're in the air for maybe 15 minutes. But it was the most horrific, longest flight, first flight experience I ever had. It was uh -huh. on an Airbus. So, you know, to this day, I look at the plane I'm going to, you know, fly on and say, what kind of plane is this? Is this an Airbus? <laughs> um, because there's a lot of turbulence and I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know anything about flying, about how it worked. Um, and it was awful. So if I could do that again, I would have figured out a way to enjoy that first experience. And so it wouldn't have been, because I didn't, you know, when I first started traveling, even solo traveling, it was all by car. Okay. I wouldn't fly anywhere. It didn't matter if it was six. I mean, I used to go to D.C. every weekend from Cincinnati, oh and it's a six-and-a-half-hour drive, but I would make that drive every single time. Um, exactly. Because I wanted, to, I wanted to get out of where I was and go somewhere else. So driving to Atlanta, driving to D.C., you know, driving to, you know, Detroit was never, you know, driving to Miami. I lived in Miami, Florida, but I went to school in Kentucky, so we drove to Miami, Florida all the time. Like, that's just what we did. So, yes. So that, but you didn't get on, the, I didn't get on the airplane unless I had to. So um, I would change that experience because I believe that that would have, you know, calmed that part of me. And that's the reason why I have not taken my very first transcontinental flight. That's why I have not done so. Because it's a long time to be, you know, I just did, when I went to Belize, I did my first, like, um, those little, those little propeller planes. Um, and I always said, I don't want to be, I don't want to be, um, what's his name? Uh, he's the La Bamba dude, the dude who sings La Bamba. Oh, um, Ricky Valens, Ricky Valens. Oh, okay. so that's how, yeah, Ricky Valens out on an airplane, one of those little, little crop dusters. And he had a, a fear fly. He always had these dreams about dying on an airplane. And so I, I don't have those dreams or anything, but I was, I was like, oh, I'm not getting on a small airplane. That's just not going to happen. Um, and I did that in Belize, and it was incredible. So now I'm like, you know what? It's time to let this fear go. And if I could change anything, it would have been that one experience. Experience I would redo because I wanted to change it for the bad or experience because it was so great. <clears throat> I had a hard time choosing 
between Colombia and Cuba in terms of my favorite trip. I believe that I would absolutely go back to Cuba, but I would do more south of Cuba. Like I would definitely go experience um, Trinidad and like the surrounding mm-hmm. areas there versus staying in the um, Havana-ish. I think the furthest I went out of Havana, I couldn't have gone more than three hours out of Havana driving one way, I don't think. Cause I know when I did the Afro-Cuban uh, religions tour, that was quite a distance out for part of it, as well as I think that I was in Vinales when we did the, um, I did so many things for the first time. That's when I did the cliff diving and we did snorkeling. That was the first time I went snorkeling. Um, It was the first time I'd been to a beach without sand. Like we were just, it was all rocks and everything. Like there wasn't a shore per se. You had to jump into the water from like every area and then climb back up to sit back on like the rocks and stuff. Oh, wow. So that was like one of the best days of my life just because I was able to do so many things that I'd never done before. But I really think that maybe Cuba, just so that I could explore more of the island that I know I want to see and because I know that I have to get that tattoo. Like I already have the tattoo in my mind. I know it's going right here. And I don't want to put anything here because in my mind, I already have something planned. I don't want to get that tattoo anywhere else. It's going right here and I'm getting it in Cuba. So I would probably say Cuba for those two reasons, because I know that I want the tattoo and I know I want it there. And then also because I know that I want to see um, Trinidad and those uh, cities and towns in that general area. So probably Cuba because of the great experiences and in terms of travel where I didn't have the maybe if I could redo Barcelona knowing what I know now I had a mm, I don't know because I ended up enjoying what it was for what it was that was like the first time I went was it where did I go after Barcelona? Where did I go before Barcelona? What was my layover? My layover was Casablanca. And then I had 22 hours, I want to say, in Casablanca. And it was perfect because when I landed there, it was only like eight o'clock in the morning. So it was like, I got to experience the whole day as opposed to getting there at like, um, you know, nine o'clock at night. And yes a party person that's great because you can enjoy the night scene if that's what you're mm-hmm. into but I'm not really into bars and I mean I'll obviously I'll go to a bar anywhere but that's one of those things that I only do if I can walk back to where I'm staying and or if I know that it's easy to get taxis there if taxis aren't going to beat me over the head to get back and forth and I've got you know th- those are certain things like I have to put so much more thought into whereas oh there's a hike I, you can come get me cool I'll go I'll figure it out when I get there. But as long as you're picking me up and dropping me off, all that in between doesn't really matter. But I learned in Barcelona that it matters where you stay in relation to what you want to do. I stayed so far outside of Barcelona. I think I stayed in La Gagria. It's like 45 minutes to an hour away. So it was beautiful. Mountains, incredible scenery. But there was nothing to fucking do. So I got in at like noon. So I should have had like a full day to explore the city, walk around, maybe buy some shit. But I was an hour away and like a hundred dollar cab ride. 
Like I spent wow. 90 US dollars getting from the airport to where I was staying. And I, you know, like the airport wasn't too far. And it cost me about the same to get to like the city center of Barcelona because the next day I had to spend, I think it was 70 or 80 US dollars to get to the center so that I could go on a day tour. So it cost me almost $100 every single time I had to take a taxi. And that, uh, that shit hit hard. Um, and I learned the hard way that if you intend to do stuff in an area, it pays to spend a little more. So it would have, I would have been better off spending an extra $150, even $200 on an Airbnb in the city Mm -hmm. and be able to walk around and do everything that I wanted to do from there. And I would have yeah. saved money, even though it seems like, oh, wow, another $200, save the money, stay further out. But if you're doing, you know what I mean? So that, I would go back to that experience and make that change if I were going to make a change. Tiff, is there anything else travel fantasy that you would want to touch on? Where are we going after Corona? After <laughs> after isolation, when the borders open back up and we can freely travel without worrying about getting this mysterious flu that could kill us, where would we go? What's the first place on your list? It could be domestic, international, where are you going? What would your answer be? You go first. I'm going to Cartagena, honey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to Cartagena. My, you know, people say, go to Medellin first. No. I love Cartagena. I'm going to Cartagena. I'm I like should connect for you too. I got a bunch of people for you to hit up out there, and I got you on Cartagena. That's what I'm, that's what I'm going for. And, and you know, from here, the only airline you can get there on really is Spirit. Like literally, the only airline you can get there. And I, I don't don't know nothing about that. Don't know nothing about that. However, the thirty nine dollars <laughs> after Corona, I'm learning today. I'm learning, which is neither here. I mean, you probably. I think for something like that. I wouldn't maybe say, you know what? This is kind of like giving advice to people with kids when you don't got no kids. I've never flown spirit. But I think a good way to make it maybe more enjoyable for you is to just pay for the extra add-ons. Like, you could spend $100 more and fly Delta and still have to pay more to get your seat, still have to pay more for the carry-on. Right. Or you could fly spirit. Well, I'm a Delta card member, so I, I have a Delta card, so I don't pay for none of that. That's the reason why I'm always looking to fly Delta. I only got Delta Gold, so I don't get that many add-ons. I don't believe in checked luggage. So, and I tried to do that for morning, but they didn't put it on my ticket. And I was very, very upset about that. Log, log on to your account and do it. Log to your Delta yeah, account I online. It that way. I hate booking through Delta. Like, I hate booking through, because you have to go through Amex and then go to Delta, right? No, you just, I book it through the app. Well, I got the um the but you, you 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 combine the two into your um SkyMiles account. So you tell the SkyMiles account that you have the gold card, they combine the two. Um and then when you do your bookings, it's automatically I mean that my um global global entry and all that kind of stuff all is in my on my um Delta. <laughs> I'm always I'm always trying to find the easiest way to get through something so I can get to my experience. It's like that's like, what's the best way for me to get to where I'm going and the cheapest because I'm trying to, I'm, I'm not trying to spend the money to get there. Um, and like third party booking has been the easiest for me. Like I'll go through, um, cause Delta ain't always the cheapest and right. people are very, um, brand loyal when it comes to, I'm brand loyal with Apple. 
Apple just functions best for me. I love it. I enjoy it. This is what works. But in terms of airlines, I don't necessarily, I love JetBlue just because they have popcorners and they will give you multiple snacks. That is, <laughs> and for some reason, the flight attendants are generally a little bit nicer. Other than that, I don't give a fuck whose plane I'm on. As long as you don't charge me to choose my seat, that's one of those things I hate. I don't like being charged for every extra. Sometimes yeah. I would rather you just charge me more and not know that it's, in, and, but then just include all of that. Like, don't let me know that I'm paying more because I don't have to pay to choose my seat, that kind of thing. I don't know. I definitely got you on if you, Cartagena. There, if, there, there ain't no if, I'm going. But the second, <laughs> like, you know, everybody's spending their $1,200 on clothes to wear. Mm-hmm. I'm, the second I'm going to hit buy, the second that they say you're free to travel country and I don't have to worry about Corona. Like, I'm not traveling until they say Corona is whatever Corona is. Right. Um, but once they say that, then I'm, I'm out. I'm going straight yeah. to Colombia um, and, and, after, and probably go alone so I can act like I don't nobody know me because don't nobody know me. Hopefully right. they don't speak the language <laughs> and I can act like I don't speak it either. <laughs> like I am so ready to be around Afro-Cuban culture, or Afro uh, culture and, you know, the Afro-Colombian culture and the music and the food. Like That's awesome. Um, that's where I'm going. What about you, Britt? Me and my mom were supposed to go. Well, it was just me. And then I was like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll invite my mom. Um, and she's a big personality so it's really really give or take um being with her and so being with her on a trip mm-hmm. sounds kind of fun and i'm an adult, like an adult now i'm a grown-ass adult so it'll it will be a different uh different story but we were supposed to go to new orleans um because we've never been and i really want to see all sort all everything about it everything that you know it has to offer so yeah that would be where absolutely we're gonna do it she was supposed to go to like beauty con and i i don't want to go i thought i did but nah so definitely new orleans okay i almost moved to new orleans really oh yeah um glad i didn't i would have had an entirely different life however (laughs) an incredible city it is so good. Like, so they have a daiquiri shop in the mall, bro. What? And oh, your so shopping good. experience with a daiquiri. I didn't know this until after my homegirl dragged me around the mall for three and a half fucking hours. And she's like, oh, oh you to eat? Okay. Yay, I can finally get Chick-fil-A. Not only was it Sunday, so niggas was closed. But I said, oh, my God. They got the daiquiri shop in here this whole time you knew i didn't started me with that start start the whole thing you wasn't gonna make it so three hours if you had one of those daiquiris in the mall okay. i would have been a lot more of an enjoyable companion <laughs> i love nola it's it's so po' boy like you know i don't consider myself a foodie in terms of travel but mm. baby mm. food is so good and if you can Get somebody to cook a home-cooked meal for you. Really? Yes. And charbroiled okay. oysters. Charbroiled oysters. Really? Any, any seafood, really, but charbroiled oh, okay. oysters ain't like nowhere else but in the world. Trust me. House. 
it's, I think it's jeans for the po' boys. Um, then there's like another shit. I will definitely remind you. Gotta send it to me. My own girl lives out there, and so every time I would go, I, I think I've been out there for maybe like four different Mardi Gras, and then yeah. I started dating okay. some nigga that lived out there. So then I would end up <laughs> out there <laughs> like different times of the year, but. Remind me. I'll, I'll, I'll slap you some links. I'll, okay. Not links, but just like places to yeah. for good stuff. But her her uncle, like she's got family out there. And mm-hmm. so like, pop, like I would stay in the house middle of the day while she's at work waiting for her to come home so we could go out. And so Pops would come over and he would be just chefing it up, making all types of shit. He made like yes. a really bomb uh, shrimp etouffee. I remember one time, her boyfriend at the time, what's up, Dejan? He ended up making me this baked potato. I tell you, I never had no bomb-ass baked potato like that I ever had in my life. Bitch, I had shrimp in my baked potato. I was like, what? What? Okay, okay. I'll excite it. So you gotta get somebody to cook for you if you can while you're out there. This gotta I'm gonna try. an Airbnb experience where there's mm-hmm. like a cooking with or home. I'm gonna do it. Yes. Yes, you guys convinced me. Yeah, absolutely. And get outside of um, like the French Quarter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. When I I I'm a I love architecture, especially old architecture. Um, Me too. Like vintage style architecture, and yeah. some of the most beautiful neighborhoods I saw were in New Orleans. Um, and they've also got like quirky little sides of town that nobody really goes to a lot of times. But I found the best. Like I found this shoe store. Um, I can't even remember the name of it, but they all they had was vintage shoes. Like they only had vintage shoes in there. I love and that. these were like authentic. These weren't replicas. And um, I bought a pair of shoes, of course, because I love shoes and yeah. But it was like you would never you would never it wasn't in a mall or anywhere, it wasn't in the French Quarter, so you you wouldn't it's an unsuspecting little, you know, area of sh- little shops and stuff that had like eclectic things and it was you know, there was like a natural dog food store over there. Like it was so random. Mm-hmm. Um, but oh, outside of French, the French, the French quarters and all of that, and kind of in yeah. canal and kind of explore the rest of it. Yeah. Okay. Visit, but don't make that like your whole trip because okay, you're going For to sure. the touristy attraction and then like staying at the tourist attraction, like that's it. There's a lot, yeah. more to see. so much more to see. Where the fuck would I go? Um. The, the God, black-ass, honest truth is who's ever got the cheapest flight to the place that I've never been. Um, I think that I am going to hold off from travel probably the whole summer. I have no desire to really get too mixy for a while. Um, if they, because I'm in New York, so it's yeah, for sure. a total shit show here. Yeah. Um, so I personally don't really want, I mean, mm, in terms of outside opening, it's a catch 22. Like I want people to be able to go out, make an earning and you know what I mean? Like support their families. And I know for a lot of people being inside just isn't the safest option, whether it be Mm -hmm. emotionally, spiritually, financially, it's really hard for a lot of people. But if we're talking me, my wants, and my needs, I would love to not to have to go back to work. That's one. I've just been much happier just not having to go there. Um, 
but I would like to be able to have people in my home. That's the, the thing. Like, I don't have to go outside. I'm fine. I just be able to have people come over. Um, oh, like thing and stuff. Yeah, I would love to be able to have um, sex, but that is not, <laughs> I miss having my friends come over. Like, you know, I miss, like, when my dad comes over, I can hug him before he leaves. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, where I'm on one couch, he's on the other couch, I got a mask on, he's got a mask on. The only person that gets hugs is Binksy. You know what I mean? So when I go visit my gram, like, I can't hug my grandma. You know what I mean? That breaks my fucking heart. I've never yeah. my grandma's presence without giving her a hug and a kiss. So, That's the same with me. Same thing. My grandma, oh my gosh, my husband really, really loves her too. And she is always embracing us. And I'm like, oh, grandma, I love you so much. Same thing. Same thing. That's the hard part. But otherwise, I mean, I would think I might be, depending on what all the tone of the environment is, I might say maybe winter, I'd feel comfortable. And if I were to travel during the winter, whether it be the end of this year or next year, because I might feel better about waiting until fucking January, February next year. Mm-hmm. I would be able to go into a cold destination. And for some reason, I've got Scotland on my mind. As soon as you said castles, I was just like, boom, yes, I really do want to see some castles. So either Scotland or Ireland. If I could easily afford, ooh, maybe I should hit Australia while it might be cheap. But I'm thinking those are the three places that, as a solo person, I want to go to. Scotland, Ireland, or um, Australia. If I had a boo shorty nigga to go with, I would <laughs> go to India. Because India is the one place that I won't go by myself. Just because I've heard a lot of just um, undesirable experiences from solo travelers and... Um, you know, women of color that have gone. And by a lot, I heard two or three that were bad enough, and I was just like, you got me. I'm good. I don't mm-hmm. need anymore. So yeah, that would be it. But ladies, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thanks for having us. Well, be you. for yourselves in this week's episode. Um, I appreciate you guys for all of your support. Um, I Appreciate everybody that listens to the podcast. Thank you to all of you that um, listen every week. And um, I'm especially grateful for you guys to be on this episode with me and uh, Binksy. Um, <laughs> where can the people find you? Are you guys working on anything that you'd like some support with or anything of the sort? Um, I'm working on this post-quarantine uh, body. I know that. Trying to social distance <laughs> on this body fat. Um, no, I don't, you know, I don't have any projects in the works, but, um, you know, you never know what the future may hold. Um, so you can find me on Instagram. Um, pretty easy to find. It's Tiffany underscore Evan 75. Yeah, um, Tiffany because it's spelled T-I-double-F as in Frank, N as in Nancy, E as in Edward, Y as in yellow. So it's actually Tiffany um, Evans, um, Tiffany underscore Evan 75 on Instagram. Um, and ooh, my Twitter name, <laughs> it's the whole story behind that, but it's Climax. So remember the girl band Climax with a K? Um, okay. So that shows my age. So there was a girl band before <laughs> Destiny's Child and all of that. There was a band. Um, they sang the song called Meeting in the Ladies Room. Ever heard of song? I gotta meet. Oh my gosh. Okay. So there was a, it was a girl band and their the band was called Climax. So it's K-L-Y. 
um, M-A-X-X on Instagram. So you'll find me on, I mean, sorry, on, on Twitter. Well, follow me on Instagram. That's where all the content is. I'm like, okay. <laughs> there's nothing on Twitter. Just re, re, retweeting stuff. But Instagram is where I'm at. <laughs> I, tr- I logged on the other day and was just, I don't get it. Like, I used to be big on Twitter, like, when it was new. Like, a year into it, mm-hmm. three years into Twitter is when I really was like, oh, I'm, I'm, like, I'm tweeting and not working. But now it's just like, it, it's so confusing to me that I'm just, like, put off like it's kind of like uh, a learning curve. I haven't gotten past that, so maybe. But go ahead, <laughs> Brittany. Um, I'm the same with Twitter. I was like, uh, not really my thing. I'll check you out, check out this, you know, famous person. But me personally, my life's not that interesting. <laughs> so, I'll, but um. I'm not working on anything specific. I do have a mental health Instagram um, that I'm really candid about um, my journey um, through my new diagnosis and everything like that. So you guys can find me at breathe.brit. So um, Brit with two T's. Uh, And yeah, if you want to just share your stories and your experiences with mental health and get that stigma you know, gone. Hit me up. This would be a perfect time to do it considering a lot of people are home and yeah. struggling with, you know, all this extra time to think. Um, and then also some people aren't struggling and since they've had extra time to think they might need mm-hmm. an outlet of some sort to share. Mm-hmm. So I would definitely suggest uh following Brittany there. Um y'all know where to find me underscore D carry and travel and shit. I changed the Instagram for travel and shit just so that the underscore goes where the I and shit is. So it's T-R-A-V-E-L, the letter N-S-H underscore T, hoping that they would approve um, verified. from, not even verified, I, don't, I ain't worried about the check. I just want them to take this ad money. Like I got a couple coins, y'all can have it, but they won't approve anything from travel and shit because mm. it had a curse in it. So I'm still working through that. If anybody has a um, a pro tip on that, feel free to hit me up on that. Otherwise, the Instagrams were there. So, ladies, thank you for joining me. Thank you. And, um, thank you. I'll see you on the Instagrams. Yeah. That's it. All right. So, bye, guys. Thanks for listening. All right. Bye. bye. bye.